Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. I do invite you to, to rise in body or in spirit as we hear our scripture reading this morning. It's from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. Let's give our attention to the reading of God's holy word. Now the Lord sa- said to Samuel, You have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons, to be my king. But Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you, the Lord replied, and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. So, Lord, we do pray that we would just know that you are in this place and that you would just fill us with the Spirit so that we may feel and know your goodness. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm just so encouraged uh, this morning uh, about what what God did this summer and um, so encouraged about our um, just the leadership that we have, uh, our staff leadership, uh, also all those who led in so many different ways. Um, what, just what a gift and encouragement um, it is for us to, to be here. And, uh, you know, every year we, uh, we come to this point in time, which is the Sunday before school starting. Now, I know some of you, this is a big thing. Uh, others of you, it's like, oh, it's just another Sunday, right? You don't have, your, your life is not oriented around the calendar of school, um, but, but for all of us, but for those of us who, who it is, um, it's kind of like a, a hinge Sunday. Um, it's the ending of something and it's the beginning of something new. And in fact, isn't that what life is, right? It's, life is this ongoing series of endings and beginnings. We sang it in the song, I wrote it down while we were singing, can't go back to the beginning, can't control what tomorrow will bring, but I know here in the middle um, is where you promise to be. And that really life is about this ongoing transitions and these ongoing changes. Now, one of the books that has influenced the way I think is a book called Managing Transitions. And it talks about the differences between changes and transitions. That that, that changes are really situational. They're clearly defined events or statuses. So one day you're not married, and then the next day you are married. One day you live at this house, the next day you live at another house. One day you have this job, and the next day you have another job. One day you are working, the next day you are retired. There's these clearly defined changes that happen. But he, in the book, uh, he talks about how there are also transitions, and transitions are psychological and emotional processes that we go through that processes both endings and beginnings. And we know this intuitively because I remember when we moved here a few years ago, you all would ask me somewhat frequently, are you settled yet? You know that there's a difference between moving and a change that happens when your address changes and really feeling settled and knowing where things are at at the Walmart shelf, Right? 
There's this difference between, oh, I've got my routine down and, and I, I feel like, okay, that this is normal life now. And, and no matter what it is, we're in this constant journey between changes and transitions. It reminds me of when I learned how to drive a car. Um, I, my parents both drove standards at the time, so I learned how to shift with the standard. Who in here can drive a standard? All right. Most of you can. I'm going to be curious what the later service is like. Because most of you probably learned how to drive a, a stick shift. Now, some of you are like, Aaron, I learned how to drive three on a tree, right, back in the good old days. Um, but, but here, we, um, there's this, this thing that happens whenever we shift, right? You have to press down the clutch, and you have to get it just right. You, have to, you can't go too fast, or it's going to grind the gears, go too slow, and you're going to die. Um, and that's the same way it is with life, is that, is that there are these changes that can happen, and our transitions, we need to figure out how to do transitions well. Um, and so if, if, we, if we try and we move ahead too much, um, and there are some of us who were so eager for a change, we don't ever look back. We don't want to look back. Maybe it was painful. Maybe it was difficult. Um, maybe it was so good that we don't want to remember that. And so we just want to get on to the new thing. And there's some of us who we may be tempted to do that. A change has happened and we just want to get on to it. And we don't want to look back. Others of us, we just keep looking back in the rearview mirror of what was, what was, what was, what was, the good old days, whatever those were. And, and so really one of the arts of life is really how do we transition well? Um, and so this, is, this was my poem I came up with. It's really short, y'all. You ready for this? Transition too fast and you don't process your past. Transition too slow and don't get with the flow. Because we all know people, oh, thank you, yes, yes, yeah, man, um, and so this is how we, and we probably all know people who just don't want to look back, they just want to look ahead, and then we also know people who, who they still, they're still back there, and they can't ever move forward, and, and probably we find ourselves leaning one way or another, and in our scripture we find the, we find this prophet, a guy by the name of Samuel, who is in a transition season. It's a weird transition season. I can't get into all of it the way that I would like to. But what I want to, I just want to give you a little bit of the story. Now, Samuel was the prophet that God had appointed to anoint the king of Israel. Israel wanted a king. They had God as king, but they wanted somebody that they could see, that they could bow down to, that they could take instructions with, that they could touch, um, and that they could honor in this world because everybody else had a king. And so God gave them what they asked for, even though it wasn't best for them. Do, do you hear this? Because this is sometimes the same thing for us. God will let us have what we want, even if it's not best for us. Because he, he gives us these, these choices. Okay, if you want a king, here you go. And so Saul was the first king of Israel, and Saul looked like a king. He sounded like a king. He in every way appeared to be a king. But there is one thing that was most important for the king to do which was to follow the decrees of the Lord, was to do exactly what God commanded him to do. You can be king, but you need to do what I say. Now, in 1 Samuel 13, Saul disobeyed God. In 1 Samuel 15, there is this strange story to us because we don't like some of what it says. In 1 Samuel 15, 3, he says, God tells Saul to totally destroy the Amalekites. Totally destroy, wipe out everybody 
and all their animals. Now, this doesn't sit well with us. I was looking this up. Why was this the case? Part of it was it was a promise uh, from God from uh, back earlier in the Old Testament. Um, in that way, it's a different kind of uh, a world that they lived in. Um, but here he said, totally destroy. And so whenever the Israelite people came, instead of totally destroying them, um, Saul let the other king live, and they also kept some of the animals. Now, when Samuel approached Saul about this, Saul lied initially and said, no, 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 no. But when Samuel heard the cows mooing, he said, no, you did keep some of these things alive. And, and it broke Samuel's heart that Saul disobeyed the king. And then the Lord came to Samuel and said, I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. And so what happens is, as they have this conversation, Samuel mourns that Saul's kingship is ending. Even though it doesn't happen right away, it, he is mourning and he is grieving. It says, until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again, though Samuel mourned for him. And so he continued to grieve and grieve and grieve and grieve. And maybe you've been there. You've continued to grieve and grieve and grieve. Now, I'm a big believer that we need to grieve. That there are things that we need to weep for, that we need to mourn for, that, there, that, that I don't think we grieve well enough in our world. We don't know how to lament. Christians, we should be good at it. Most of our psalms are psalms of lament. We don't know how to do that. But here, it's interesting what the Lord says is because he knows that Samuel has a mission, which is not just to grieve, but is to bless and so at the scripture we read in verse 1, it says, you have mourned long enough for Samuel. You have mourned long enough for Saul that you have, re you, you're still in this world of the old and I'm doing a new thing. You're still back here grieving and crying and I get it. I want you to grieve and cry when the world doesn't go the way that it should. That's appropriate. But now is the time to go. And so again, I think there are some of us that we have mourned long enough. Now it doesn't mean you're not, grief's not going to pop up in weird places and weird times, but are you stuck in your grief of something? Are you unable to move or do you just have to move slower forward? You've mourned long enough. And maybe that's the word somebody needs to hear today. Not that you won't get sad again, not that it won't be difficult again but that you just aren't stuck in your grief so you can't move forward to what God has for you. Now, there are others of you who you never mourned at all. Something bad happened, you don't want to think about it, you don't want to deal with it because we don't know how to grieve. And what I would say to you is in order to heal it, you have to feel it. In order to heal it, you have to feel it. You can't just think, oh, I don't want to think about it, I don't want to process it, I don't want to go forward. You've got to walk through it. You can't avoid it any longer, you can't pretend things didn't happen. In order to heal it, you have to feel it. So we have to grieve in order to go. And so here, Samuel is taking the word of the Lord. He says, I've grieved long enough, and it's his time. He says, get a flask of oil, not a flask of something else. A flask of oil and go anoint the new king. There's a new day, and there's a new king, and I'm inviting you to be a part of it and to go and to be a blessing. And that is really what he invites him to do, is to go and to be a, a blessing. 
Now, as I think about blessing, this was my short definition of blessing, is a blessing is declaring God's truth to a purpose for the purpose of spiritual encouragement. All right, so it's, 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 uh, if we think of prayer, prayer is what we do up to God. A blessing is God working through us towards another person so that they can hear God's truth and that they can be encouraged now, there's lots of ways to give a blessing. In fact, when you walk out on that center table in the foyer, I have a little card, and on the back are some different actions you can do to serve as an encouragement for people. Some of them are like bake a treat and just give it to a neighbor. What would it look like to go be a blessing and go, go be a neighbor for somebody? Um, offer to watch someone's kids so they can go out on a date. What a blessing that would be to some of our young families. Um, maybe it's write a note of gratitude to somebody who made a difference in your life years ago. Um, and you've never really got to tell them thank you, or you just wanted them to know something in your life. Uh, maybe you give an extra tip to somebody who, um, who's at, when you go to lunch today, um, what if you really bless the waiter or waitress that served you? Maybe you can help us. So one of the things we're doing is we want to bless our teachers, and so we're putting together these blessing bags. They cost about $30. Um, each for us, we're going to be helping our Horizon teachers. You're going to be hearing a little bit more about that here in a little bit. But also, um, we want to help the teachers who go to our church um, and some other folks as well that are connected in our orbit. Um, and so one of the things you can do is give a, a check for $30, make it out to special events teachers, and we're going to bless um, our teachers with some gifts. And so there's a variety of ways to do it. But there's also... Um, we can bless people with our words. In fact, this is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And so as, a, as, as I was thinking about how do I help us to be able to bless other people, um, there's this short little template that, that kind of comes up in Scripture um, that I just kind of want to walk with you all through this about how to bless somebody. Um, and so the first thing that you, we do is we call upon a powerful authority. That is God. And so you, you may um, hear this, may the Lord bless you and keep you, right? It's not coming from me, all right? In the name of Jesus, I proclaim to you by the power of the Spirit, right? That, that a blessing begins with the powerful authority from above. Remember, it comes from God to you, through you, to another person. And so that's part of it. And so whenever we bless somebody, it begins with may the Lord Bless you and keep you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as I say in our benediction, right? It's the power comes from God. Then we go to a particular gift. What is it that you want somebody to receive from the Lord? What is God's truth that you want them to know and to have in your heart? Again, we go to that classic blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. These are, these are particular things we want to give. And so if, you are, um, if you're blessing uh, your, your spouse, what is it that you want them to know or to feel? If you're blessing um, somebody here at church, what do you want them to do? Blessing one of our students or one of our teachers, what, do you, what is the gift you want them to receive from God? His peace, his love, his goodness, his mercy. And then um, the last part of that is what I would call the personal hope. Some of this is the, the so that. May the Lord bless you so that you may have his peace. May, you may the Lord bless you so that you can experience the goodness of God. I think about for our students, may the Lord bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. 
Uh, may the Lord bless you so that you know that you are loved and chosen. And so we want to be a people who bless. And so one of the things that we're going to invite you to do, and this whole series about you're invited, is I'm going to invite you to, to be an invitational person. And so this week we want you to be a blessing. That's your invitation. Um, and we'd love uh, for, for you to hear a little bit about how you decided to bless somebody or how somebody blessed you um, in a way. And so you can go on our website, mustangumc.org backslash invite. And it's really, really simple. Um, if you'll just, uh, just fill out a little form, we don't even need to know your name. How, how did you bless somebody and what was that experience like for you? And what was it like to be blessed um, as well? So maybe somebody blesses you and you want to share that story. I'd love to share some stories just because today reminds me of just the power of sharing stories and what that means for us. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.